listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16. The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos is Ryan Schweitzer and Craig Boschman. Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16. Ryan Schweitzer and Craig Boschman back in the media wing of Innovation Plex and the team in the midst of a four-game winning streak at the time of recording this. A recent uh, weekend of W's over Lethbridge and Medicine Hat before a very, I don't want to say improbable win over the Red Deer Rebels, Bosch, but uh, Red Deer Centrium, tough rink to win in. It is, yeah, and that was uh, that was a really impressive performance. It was I think kind of reminiscent of the game uh, in Winnipeg when the Broncos beat the ice. Just, uh, you know, a team that they haven't had a lot of success against in recent years and a rink where the home team doesn't lose too often. And it was just a really complete effort basically from start to finish um, for Swift Current that night. Uh, You know, Gage Alexander, which uh, turned out to be his last junior hockey game. He was outstanding in that one with 30 saves. And uh, I know the Broncos got out to an early lead in the opening minute, uh, made it 2 nothing five minutes in, and, uh, you know, kind of just cruised. Uh, they had a big penalty kill situation there late uh, in the third period with a five-minute major and really didn't feel like at any moment that Red Deer was going to score during that entire five-minute power play. So that was a really impressive performance, and it kind of, you know, gives you a window into into what this team is able to do when they're, when they're kind of firing on all cylinders and just uh, a phenomenal performance right before the Christmas break. Yeah, it, that game against Red Deer, the penalty kill really, really stepping up. You had to kill off a five-minute major. There was five on threes, and uh, they certainly seemed up for the task. They were, yeah, and it's just a you know a great way to finish off uh, before Christmas. And that that last game before the break is always kind of an interesting one to see how it goes. You know, there's times when when guys are, are kind of just drifting off towards wanting to be home. They know they're going to see their family and see their their non hockey friends in in just a couple of hours or a day or so. So that attention can sometimes drift away, and that leads into you know some poor performance on the ice. But that clearly wasn't the case uh, in Red Deer. Just a phenomenal game, start to finish, and it was uh, you know the perfect way to to end things off in the first half. Yeah. And then to start the second half off, back-to-back wins over divisional opponents. Yeah, and important wins too. Obviously, you know the and two two kind of interesting games too. With um, you know the Lethbridge game, the two teams just trading goals all night long, and, and Lethbridge not going away, but the Broncos not really letting it affect them that much, and kind of just bounced right back on the on the saddle whenever they got scored against. And you know Grayson Brzezinski with a quick shot off a faceoff for what turned out to be the game winner. And then the next night, Medicine Hat, you know, against Medicine Hat, had the two nothing lead for you know the majority of the game and Medicine Hat was some pushback there to take the lead in the third, but then the ability to, to score a minute later and tie it up before getting the job done in overtime. Uh, you know, two very different games, but I think uh, some really, uh, you know, good shows of character over the course of those two games last weekend. Absolutely. Uh, our feature guest on the Broncos This Week podcast is going to be Braden Lewis, 19-year-old forward, and uh, Devin Pratt will be joining us in just a moment as well to break things down from the coach's perspective. Next home game is going to be this Friday night. Saskatoon is in town, and that's another one of those games where we're having some fun with the kids. Yeah, I think it'll be a lot of uh, a lot of minor hockey players uh, involved in this one with, you know, things like uh, you know, play your pictures drawn up for the uh, Jumbotron for player introductions and uh, some minor hockey players announcing the starting lineup. We're going to have a couple of uh, kids on for intermission interviews on uh, on the radio broadcast. So going to be a lot of fun. We did it earlier this year with uh, with Billet Kids and now it's minor hockey kids here in the area. So uh, we're looking forward to getting them involved. We know how excited they always are to come to games and now they get a chance to, to really be involved in the action on Friday. That is awesome to see the Swift Current Bronco organization and Swift Current Minor Hockey working together again. That's sweet 
and very excited to roll out the red carpet for some of those kids to come and really, really bring our game night to, to life on Friday night. That'll be a lot of fun, but uh, the task is a tall one with Saskatoon in town. It is, yeah. I mean, they, they've been a team that's kind of just rolled right from uh, the beginning of the season, entering play uh, third in the Eastern Conference, but gotten off to a bit of a slow start here in the second half. They've lost all three of their games uh, after the Christmas break, though. To be fair, they did play two games against arguably the best team in the country in the Winnipeg Ice and had a bit of an upset uh, on home ice against Calgary on Tuesday. So, uh, you know, when Swift Current saw Saskatoon last, it was way back at the start of the year and it wasn't a very good game for Swift Current. They lost 8-3 up at uh, the Sastel Center. So uh, I think the Broncos are, are a different team now than they were then and uh, looking forward to seeing how they match up on Friday night. All right, Saskatoon in town Friday. In the much more immediate future, we'll have Braden Lewis on the Broncos This Week podcast. But our chat with head coach Devin Pratt follows this on Broncos This Week. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16. The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. It's the Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16 Coaches segment with uh, head coach Devin Pratt. And uh, I, I'm just going to outright say it. We joked about it a second ago. The team on a four-game heater when we haven't done any podcasts so I don't know maybe this weekend will tell us something about the the future of this show but in any event Devin we're, we're smiling the team's on a four-game winning streak and uh, things have been going right for the boys lately yeah it's been uh, it's been good the guys have been really detailed high energy and uh, you know really establishing our process on a night in and night out basis and we've kind of challenged the group to you know, play against the best version of ourselves instead of kind of playing up or down to who we feel our competition might be on any given night. And uh, anytime you can end the way we did on the road trip before Christmas break and then come back and kind of, um, you know, hit the ground running again, um, you know, the four four games uh, streak that we're on um, almost feels a little bit longer because of the, the break that was in the middle there. So uh, really proud of our guys, uh, the job we've done. Um, you know, we're, we're sitting in a pretty good spot with games in hand and, um, a lot of credit goes to the guys and that, that commitment and, uh, stay in the course through some of the tougher times we've had in the first half here. How key is that for your group to be able to carry that momentum from the Christmas break before to after now you have that, you know, 10 day break, whatever it was, and you're able to just jump right back in. Like you said, uh, it's a nice sort of, um, character showing moment for your group too, I think. Yeah, certainly. And uh, the thing that I like is that the the details are kind of transferred from before break to after break. The the willingness to kind of play defense first hockey, to get above pucks, make teams come through us. Uh, we manage pucks a lot better. Our language and communication on the bench has been uh, probably at an all-time high with our guys. And, um, you know, we're getting results for it. So um, process-driven, um, you know, a commitment to stay in the course and, and finding a way. And uh, it all starts in our kind of practice and our habits and uh, our, our standards and accountability towards each other. And, uh, you know, as I say, I'm really happy with the job the guys have done here. Yeah, you know, f- from a personnel standpoint, uh, you're on a four-game winning streak right now. Prior to that, some adversity for your team. And prior to that, uh, Connor Vidston not in the lineup. You know, he's a guy, I mean, obviously he, he's bringing a lot to the table here. Talk about the importance of 21 for you guys. Yeah, Connor has had uh, great growth in his game here um, in the last couple of years and um, has really become just a, you know, a, a high-end two-way player. Uh, he's very strong defensively he often gets uh, one of the harder checks in the other team's lineups especially here on home ice and um, 
offensively he's a he's a threat as well sitting at over a point a game and uh just a kind of calming presence on the power play things slow down when he gets the puck and he, he has a great job and great vision distributing it and plays in all roles does a great job on the penalty kill uh is a big body that can handle other teams big bodies and uh has a kind of that effortless skating stride it looks like at times that uh he's able to skate pucks uh you know in and out of traffic and um you know, I, I think of that goal in Red Deer uh, that Brady Bernie scored and just the way Connor kind of shielded it in the D zone and then drove the puck up 200 feet and got on the attack and hit Brady back door is a pretty special play. So um, a big part of our team and uh, really uh, proud of him and the development he's had to this point. Reed Dick picked up both wins uh, for your team this past weekend here and now with Gage Alexander signing his pro contract. Uh, I know it's Reed and Joey for the rest of the way here. So, uh, you know, talk about the confidence in those two guys. Joey's showed well in his, his limited action so far and Reed came out of the break with two strong performances. Yeah, yeah, I thought uh, Reed did a great job. Um, you know, really solid foundation to his game. Um, some timely saves, and especially the second game, uh, you know, we got a little bit loose against Medhat, and we gave up quite a bit of quality chances and inner slot shots that uh, Reed stood tall with. And again, timely saves at the second period and late in the second uh, as well. So um, we got a lot of confidence in these guys. Um, you know, when we had the three goalie tandem, um, you know, might not have been optimal for them and in that scenario. But one thing that didn't waver was the work ethic from all three guys. And we're extremely excited for Gage and the opportunity that he's created for himself and wish him nothing but the best um, in his professional career. And, um, you know, a door opens for guys to, to step in. And Reed's done an excellent job here right off the hop. And I think that does a, speaks volumes for our team and just the confidence that we have and have in him uh, to do that job and we're excited where uh for joey to get a few more opportunities here in the second half as well because he's been uh, nothing but a great teammate um a guy who shows up every day uh puts in the work and was a uh, accepting and understanding of the situation but he wasn't satisfied he wanted more and um as i say we're excited to provide him those opportunities here in the second half the gage alexander move and uh you know congrats to him getting able to being able to move up and play at the next level and sign his first pro deal as a coaching staff did you see that coming no i it's it's hard to say i guess uh anytime you have um a drafted player that's kind of in there um their window to sign is is closing um you always know there, there's a possibility. I know that uh, Gage had an extremely strong camp um, down there, uh, and Anaheim was very excited about him coming back. And then um, from there, I guess you just you never really know. And um, a lot of times we follow what's going on in the NHL or, or at the highest level, but you don't know within an organization what's going on in their AHL or their East Coast teams. And Anaheim ran into a situation where they've had some injuries and um, they needed uh, another goal tender to be around and and uh in the fold so um we weren't uh, necessarily aware of that there was some conversations before things went down um and he he did sign in the end but uh yeah that, other than that we were just very very excited for him um and the job he's done while being in swift here 
um, you know, showing up to the rink every day, being a leader, an older guy on the team, and uh, putting on the work boots, and he was motivated to accomplish this, and uh, I think it's just the start of, uh, you know, what could be a, a lengthy pro career for him. You know, and with that, that leads right up to the WHL trade deadline coming up next week, and now there's an open 20 spot on the Broncos roster. So this is a time of year where I think fans are always super excited. You know, it's a bit different for people who are directly involved with it. So it's coming up on a pretty uh, unique and maybe a bit stressful time here for, for the guys in the room. Yeah, certainly. I think, you know, it, it's that way kind of around the league. There's a little bit of unknown as to um, what might happen in player movement. And, um, you know, I think for the guys, it's just important to stay focused on controlling what they can control and showing up to the rink every day with a good attitude and, and working hard and um, just kind of trusting in the process that, uh, you know, we're we're going to do what we feel is best for this organization today and tomorrow and, and kind of moving into the future as well. So uh, it's it's one of those times that when you look around the league, a lot of the teams have uh, the same needs or the same wants and the same kind of wish list as to how they can add at this time of year. And um, we'll see. I think uh, these next six days will be very interesting for everybody. Yeah, you often hear the term at trade deadline, buyers, sellers. Um Obviously, not looking to make any huge moves, but are we buyers this year? Uh, I think we're adders. Uh, it was a word I'd probably use. Um, buyers, adders. Like I think we believe in the group that we have down in that room, and um, if we can and it makes sense, we want to add to that group to you know give them the best opportunity at success night in and night out. Um, but I think for us and and we've seen it in our successes um you know we, we have a group down there that we believe can win and have success in this league night in and night out and it's just a continued growth uh, amongst our core of taking this to the next level as well um and that's going to be key if we want to accomplish what we want to accomplish uh this year next year and moving forward as an organization is that we take a little bit of more ownership in our performances and, and in our outcome as a team so um yeah i think it's uh, it's an exciting time here in swift current and um at the end of the day uh we'll see what happens and, and where things go as the group but if there's an opportunity to add to this group i think uh, that's kind of the position we're in and i say this from you know a coach's seat and, and not someone who's very uh involved directly in the trade talks but someone who is uh involved in our room and then constant communication with chad our gm who um you know i trust and uh um believe that uh, we'll do what's best for the team so not only that coming up but starting next week it's a really busy stretch for your team four games a week for two straight weeks and then that leads right into leaving for the u.s division trip so uh just a pretty wild next month really for this organization coming up yeah i mean you look at the the second half of the season that we have here um with 36 games left and um, just over 80 days. It's a lot of hockey for our group, and it's, uh, you know, it just stresses that importance of self care and taking care of ourselves and putting ourselves in the best position to show up and give ourselves, uh, give the team everything we got night in and night out. And, um, you know, I think these last few games, it's been really important that we've been able to kind of play the lineup up and down the lineup. We've been able to um, play if you would call it depth roles uh, more and giving them more uh, quantity and minutes. And, and those guys did a great job. I think those last couple of games, um, we had some great efforts from, you know, a third and a fourth line, if you'd call it that. And um, the job they did, and it allows uh, other players to save some more energy for later in the game. And I think when you talk about playing, you know, four games in a week, back-to-back -back weeks, it's going to be important that everyone's ready to pull a little bit more rope. 
We've uh, we've had a lot to talk about in this coaches segment. Haven't even got to plug in the next game yet. Uh, Friday night, uh, next home game for this club. Uh, a team that you didn't see a lot of in the first half. In fact, I don't think you saw any of them. The uh, the Saskatoon Blades rolling in on Friday. What do you know about this? Club? Yeah, um, we did see them the one time, and it was rather forgettable um, on the road <laughs> right. up in the in their rink. But uh, for us, it was a, a learning opportunity, a moment, and I think that's going to be the challenge for our group. Is um, we've seen that we can play and, and compete with anybody in this league and uh, you know credit to Saskatoon and the job that they've done to this point in the season they've put themselves in a uh, very strong spot and are very competitive to be one of the top teams and uh, on our side so a uh, great challenge for us it's nice to be on home ice um, and looking for just a little bit of chip on our shoulder and some retribution for uh, a bit of a lackluster effort on our part earlier in the season um, that dates back quite a ways so uh, we've seen a lot of growth in our group since then and excited for Friday night here. Just lastly, I wonder if you can quickly touch on Josh Philman's recent performances here. Uh, two goals on Saturday, overtime winner against Medicine Hat matches his goal total from last year in 39 fewer games. Uh, just a massive step forward that he's taken for your team this year. Yeah, um, you know, Josh continues to develop. He's uh, one of those guys that if you could have any player in your team with the puck in the slot, uh, he's got the hot stick and he's got a quick release. Um, you know, he knows how to use his assets very well. And uh, as I say, there's been a continued growth from him. And um, I've always been told that he's a bit of a streaky scorer. And at times I think we saw that last year. And I think part of uh, that growth for him is that he's finding that consistency within his game. And even in the games that he has, and scored he's creating opportunities around the net uh he has those chances to score and um you know a lot of credit to him and very proud of him and his development as he continues to uh, grow here yeah and fr from your perspective i know it's all business when you're on the bench but fun times coaching in his sixth goal game yeah, that was uh, that was exciting, uh, no question. I think you know we we're we we're all aware it was. Um as things kind of started to progress, we got to the, the fifth goal that he scored, and uh, it just kind of seemed like it might be one of those magical nights that everything he touched uh, ended up in the net. And, you know, I, I give a lot of credit to the guys, too. Um, that was one of those nights where, um, you know, we, we did cause some separation, and it's an opportunity to, to give guys who don't necessarily get the the ice time night in and night out a few extra shifts, and everyone was kind of on board with giving Josh this opportunity to chase some history, and um, we, we wanted to afford him that opportunity. So uh, I know all of us were just on the edge of the edge of the bench and edge of our seat here in the third period when he had the breakaway, and any time he touched the puck, there was a lot of excitement on our bench. So we had a lot of fun with it, and uh, credit to Josh. I mean, the first thing he did in the dressing room was thank the guys and thank the teammates for the plays they made and the contributions and uh it was uh it was a lot of fun to be a part of that night anytime you have a player score six goals you got to feel pretty confident you're going to win too and at the end of the day the the two points are what matters the most and uh really proud of the guys that kind of started our our streak that we're on here right now and uh we're looking to keep that rolling right on thanks for this Devin, and we'll see you friday night with saskatoon in town Thank you. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. It's the Broncos This Week podcast. Our feature guest is Braden Lewis. Uh, he's joining us here in the uh, media wing of the Innovation Plex. How are things going today, man? It's good. It's good. It's another exciting day in Swift Current, so excited to be here. Yeah, ho well, I hope sense uh, life's making sense for you, here, good old Swifty. But uh, just off the ice after practice today, was it tough getting into the swing of things after the Christmas break? Or oh, honestly, it's not that bad. Obviously, you come back with a little bit of rust, but I think we got such a tight knit 
tight-knit group here. It's uh, it's easy to get back into things. Uh, I think we, we push each other each and every day, and that's something that we strive towards. And so I think that's something that's helped us. And I think if you look at last weekend with two wins, I think it's, it's something that generated from practice the weeks before. So. And speaking of the break, uh, I'm guessing you went back to Verdon uh, over there for some family time. How was the uh, Christmas break for you? It was good. It's good to see everyone, obviously. It's sometimes tough being away from home, so you go home for a little bit and kind of forget about hockey for that five days or whatever it was. So, you know, it's you get to see some of your biggest supporters when you go back to a small town like Verdon, so it's always a joy. Yeah, you know, the small town thing, I imagine that probably made the transition to Swift Current pretty easy for you because, I mean, two places of similar size. And you're a farm kid, aren't you? I'm kind of an oil kid. Oh, no. okay. You come from Vernon, you're either in farm oil, so. Agro, <laughs> well, similar to here, though, right? Yeah, so, I yeah. mean, probably a lot of similarities. Eh? It is a lot. I mean, it's, a, it's a hard-working community. I mean, you go walk down the streets and everyone's always dirty with something, so. <laughs> <laughs> So when you're in you know, in the off seasons, are you spending most of your time in Verdon, or is there a lot of time you know over in Brandon for workouts or skates or whatever it might be? Yeah, it's uh, I skate in Brandon with Bruce McCollum. Uh, his son Lyndon played on Brandon in the bubble actually. So uh, I drive out to Brandon a couple times a week, and then I'm lucky enough that my dad is so invested in hockey that he is. I mean, he's come from coaching and playing his whole career. He's he knows lots, and I mean. I owe it a lot to him. I mean, I skate once a week with him and Verdon too, and he's he he loves his skills, so he tries to show it off a little bit sometimes. Yeah, you know, th- this season, you know, br- break things down for us. Uh, you know, you've uh, you've quietly been in the league a few years now. You know, with the the hub season and everything, not the typical Western Hockey League career, but you know, what's it like being one of the older guys in the room and uh, and one of the guys that some of the young guys probably look up to? Uh, I think it's a huge honor, obviously. Anytime you're in this in the league uh, for the past three years, uh, you take on that leadership role, and it's something I've tried to inqu- or input into our locker room. Uh, I mean, I come from being a captain. I know what it, I know what it's like, and I know I've come from being a young guy too in the bubble. So I know what these young guys are going through, and I I like to make it as easy as possible for them. I know it's <laughs> I know it's uh, it's sometimes a struggle the first. Uh, winter away from home so I try to make it feel as homey as I can for them and just how much have you enjoyed being able to be in the lineup every night here obviously last year was was really unfortunate for you with a number of injuries that kept you out for you know weeks at a time this so so far this season as I knock on wood you haven't missed a game yet this year so I imagine you're also just thrilled to be able to play every single night too yeah obviously at the end of last year I was, I was hoping I got all of the injuries out of the way early so yeah, it's obviously a lot easier to get in a groove and stay in a groove. I mean, uh, I looked at, uh, I remember I looked at my games last year and I never played 10 games in a row. So obviously it was it was a tough year, but uh, hopefully I got it all out of the way. Yeah, and you know, the the Western Hockey League schedule, you know, it, it's a grueling one. It's the most hockey that you've ever played in your life. You know, a lot of games in not a lot of time. You know, how's the adjustment been with that? You know, not just for you, but for your teammates as well, because you had the hub season with only 24 games, full season last year. You know, is does it mean a lot to have a full season under your belt of the grueling schedule? Yeah, I mean, it helps a lot. I, I A lot of people look at the hub season and think it was only 24 games, but that was in two months, right? Yeah. So. You get a little bit of a taste of it, and then obviously last year was tough not feeling the full season effects, but uh, coming into this year, it's it's 
I find it easier. You know, you come in the lineup every day, and then you're practicing. You never take anything for granted. So you go out there and compete, and you know what it takes now. So you just want to pass that along to young guys as well. One thing that's different about this year compared to last year is the interconference play. It was kind of funny getting ready for the Kelowna Rockets game and seeing that not a single player on the team had ever played against Kelowna before. So a couple of weeks from now, your team is getting ready to head down to the U.S. division. Obviously, it's going to be a long trip. Team is going to make their way to Cranbrook for the night and then head on to Portland the next day. So is there some excitement in the group to, to get down to the U.S. division? Yeah, obviously, it's it's a different scenery out there. It's a different level of competition. You never played them before. Obviously, there's... Lots of good teams out there, and we're looking just to implement ourselves to show that we are as good as we can be. Are you uh, are you excited about taking in the barns that are down there too? You know, there's some very very passionate fans. Different rinks have different things. There's the gong in Spokane. I mean, I I know you're not going down there to be tourists, but are you kind of excited to see how the other half lives when you make that trip? Yeah, I one of my best friends, Gertie Lane, actually played on Spokane, so I've got a lot of input from him, and he says people are crazy for hockey down there. So obviously. We're looking forward to it, and hopefully we can make a make an impact down there. You know, and that's why I said you're not going down there to be tourists, but I think there is going to be some downtime during that trip and maybe a chance to, you know, get out, go to some, some malls or do some sightseeing or whatnot. I mean, have you have you spent any time down there before? I've honestly never been in that area. I mean, you talk about downtime, and one thing I want to do is go to the zoo, so. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to the Portland Zoo. It's, it was it pretty nice? cool. Yeah, yeah, I went there a couple summers ago. It was pretty cool. I enjoy the zoo. I like going to the zoo. So. <laughs> Seattle has, like, a good kind of zoo aquarium. Oh, Lot, yeah. Lots of stuff there. I like yeah. to see the aquarium. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. Squids and beavers and <laughs> otters and krakens. If it's not one thing, it's the otter. But yeah. no, uh, you completely lost my train of thought on the zoo there. But uh, no, you know, coming up this weekend, uh, it's going to be a busy second half for you guys. You got a Friday game against Saskatoon. Saturday, you're heading to Medicine Hat. But Friday night's game against Saskatoon. It's a team that you've seen once and obviously looking for uh, maybe a bit of redemption after they, they got to you earlier this year. Yeah, I think you look back on that game and it definitely wasn't our best effort. I mean, we struggled at times. I mean, uh, I think... <laughs> I feel bad. Like we left Dicker out to dry. I think they had like eight or nine two on ones and breakaways and such that. So I mean, coming through here, I think we established our game a little bit more. We have a better feel of our game plan. And I think we're looking to take it to them this year. So, and that's you know one of the teams coming in. That's you know one of the top in the entire league, not just the conference, but one of the better teams in the league in the country. Is there you know a different feeling heading into a game like that, or do you try and approach every game the same way, no matter who you're playing? Uh we can't control what the opponent is going to do. That's kind of our mindset. We can only control what's in our control. So, I mean, we're going to go in there. We're going to establish our game plan. We've, we've, had, we've had problems this year. I mean, if you look at our even our Winnipeg and Red Deer, those wins, and then we're playing up to their level, and then we come back and we'll play against some of the lower-seeded teams and we'll play down a little bit. So I think that's something we're trying to establish in our game, and um, I think it starts obviously in practice, coming out and competing hard against each other each and every day. That's great stuff. Uh, I got to ask you about the uh, the fashion choice of the Quebec Nordique hat. And it, it, it looks sharp, but uh, you know what was the motivation behind that purchase? Um, I mean, I just looking through the hat selection at forty seven. This is the one that popped out, so I've heard a little bit about it from my dad. So I mean, maybe it. Uh, he doesn't like it as much, but I got a Vancouver Maroons hat too. So Wardo likes wow. to see that one around the rink. So 
Broncos alum Joe Sackett, Quebec Nordiques. Though. Very true. <laughs> yep, first round selection, and uh, yeah, he had an all right career after that first round selection too. But uh, you know, we always towards the end of these chats with the players, uh, billet family shoutouts. Uh, who, who are you with? Who's the who's the family away from the fam? I'm with the Daw family. They've been. I can't even put into words how great they've been to me. Obviously, they've been a, my family away from home, and um, obviously we're here for eight months of the year, and this is they're my family. So they've taken me in. Uh, the built mom calls me the oldest son now, so you'd love to hear that, and I, I honestly can't thank them enough for what they've done for me. And, you know, when you're not at practice and not uh, playing games, what are you what are you doing at home? Are you trying to find somewhere to hang out? Are you watching TV or what's going on? Uh, actually, at the start of the year, I started learning to play the guitar. So I've been doing a lot of that lately and slowly been getting better. So, like, what, what kind of songs are you playing? Like, have you learned any complete songs yet? Or, like, yeah. t- take us through your evolution as a guitarist. Uh, the first song I learned was Something in the Orange by Zach Bryan. Uh, I've been playing the song Stand By Me. I forget who. It's an older song. Sam Cooke, yeah. yeah. And then I've been playing Wagon Wheel a little bit too. We'll get you to play the National Anthem for a game oh, at some point this year. No. <laughs> no, after watching the guy in Musha, I do not want that. Oh, that was so bad. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> that was a disaster. Oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, in any event, you know, we, we wish you best of luck in, in hockey, in music, uh, in whatever, man. Thanks for making your end to this end of the rink. And, Absolutely. Uh, Always a pleasure coming down here. Thank you, guys. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. A big thanks to Devin Pratt and Braden Lewis for joining us on the Broncos This Week podcast, brought to you by Original 16, our first one of 2023. Next home action is going to be this weekend for uh, Swift. A busy weekend coming up. Friday night they host Saskatoon, and then Saturday night off to Med Hat. Yeah, and it's actually a slow weekend compared to what's coming up. Um, you know, two games this weekend, but then next week uh, I got games Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and then the following week I got games Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then they're taking off on the U.S. trip. Uh, the following Wednesday so it's a really really busy stretch coming up here for the team um, you know which is exciting there's not a lot of downtime it's kind of just go 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 and I think the guys are always excited to play you know I remember at the start of the year when the team was only playing on weekends they were kind of sitting there twiddling their thumbs hoping to get some game action in so here it is now it's a very busy stretch coming up here and uh, looking forward to seeing how the next uh, how the next month goes yeah it's interesting because you take a look at the standings and you see where the Broncos are but you also see that yeah we have an average of three or four games in hand on every Everyone, so that is certainly going to even itself out over the next few weeks. Here, is there? Uh, are you noticing guys being pumped up about the U.S. trip? I mean, first one of those in a while is happening in a few weeks here. I would imagine. So I haven't talked to too many of them about it, but I, I would think they are. I mean, it was it was kind of funny hearing guys talk about when. Uh, you know, Victoria came through here and just saying how it's just so, it's almost weird to see that jersey on the ice because they haven't seen them at all throughout their WHL careers. So, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to going down there. I haven't been to all the U.S. division rinks, so I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, I've heard Everett's pretty special. Obviously, Portland, uh, you know, they don't play at the um, the, the Moda Center anymore, but, um, you know. Their heard, old rink is better. Yeah. And, like, it's got such a cool feel. Yeah, and I think, I think you know, they get some pretty pretty big crowds down there in the U.S. division. So looking forward to seeing how that plays out and, uh, you know, just a chance to, you know, to be on the road for, for a week and a half. I remember the B.C. trip uh, from a couple of years ago. It was a, a tough start, but it finished off real nice with a win in Prince George, and it was a happy bus ride home. So I'm looking forward to the U.S. trip here. Right on, and we're looking forward to Friday night with Saskatoon in town. Uh, minor hockey kids helping out with the game night 
production. We're going to have junior PA announcers, some some crayon style gr- drawings on the jumbotron of the players, like we did last time. And looking forward to another kids' night here at Innovation Plex for Friday night's game against Saskatoon. All right, that'll do it for the first Broncos this week of 2023. You've been listening to Broncos this week, presented by Original Sixteen.